Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to this week's episode of the Inspired Evolution. You're inspired and you're evolving. Welcome. You're definitely in the right place, y'all. <laughs> so we have on with us Dan Mangena. Dan is a, how do I put this? He's Dreamer CEO, dreaming and bringing in things to life. So entrepreneurship mixed with abundance coaching is probably the best way to put it. So yeah, how to manifest abundance. Um, we talk a lot about the actual doing. But this conversation is about some of the the little rubs that we get caught up in when you're talking about manifestation. Obviously, like, you know, he talks about one of his things is stop meditating, which people are like throw, going up in arms about. And he's saying, hey, it's not about stopping meditating. It's like, don't just meditate, really. Like, you've got to then impact your belief systems. You've got to go out and create something in the world and taking those actions. We talk about how important courage really is when your visions are so huge what role does that play we talk about the importance of being grateful for things before they even arrive and how to actually do that and he talks gets a bit sciencey about how actually we drop in with gratitude to actually call things in in a really good way Um, how me being grateful now in advance for what's coming actually manifests it faster better stronger but actually the science of like how like if that's not making sense you need to tune into the episode to, to make heads and tails of that one um and yeah fundamentally it's not just financial abundance right it's multi-dimensional abundance is what what he's talking about it's your health um your wealth your relationships your relationship with nature so yeah it's a beautiful episode tune in i know you're going to be taking something gorgeous away from this one. And as always, if when that moment happens, there's going to be a moment where you can be like, boom, that was awesome. Or some little nugget of wisdom just hit you in the face square or in the heart probably is what I should say. Um, Please give us a thumbs up, give this episode a like. And if there's something going on in there that you want to talk more about, please hit it in the comment section below. That's me talking right back with you. So uh, yeah, I love the comment section and just the conversations we get started after the conversation happens in the first place. So Stay inspired, keep evolving, tune into this episode, and I'll see you soon. Big love, y'all. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, a show dedicated to helping you actually live the life that you love. 
I'm your host, Amrit Sandhu, international speaker, global coach, and loving podcaster. As a gift for tuning into this podcast, I have something really special just for you. My premium short course, which can teach you how to meditate in just seven days. You can download it now at www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. That's www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. Learn how to meditate in just seven days. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this powerfully insightful conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest episodes launching every Monday designed to help you live the life you love and keep you inspired to evolve. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is an abundant treat to be here today. We have with us Dan McDenna. Dan, how are you? <laughs> I was waiting for the you. <laughs> Even though I knew it was coming, it still caught me off. It still caught me off. It's different when you've got the headphones right in your ears, and I'm doing it right yeah. into the mic and a blowstorm. <laughs> me, I should really do something about that. I just don't know what to do. No, no, no. Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Ridiculousness that is me. Dancing <laughs> in the energy of the yo. <laughs> Uh, for those tuning into Dan for the first time, guys, he's an entrepreneur. He's I've hosted two podcasts. He's there's multiple businesses that have happened in the past. I'm looking forward to getting stuck into them. He's an international speaker. He's a best-selling author. A couple of really awesome books. Um, Beyond Intention sounds really awesome as well, bro. Happy to dive into what's going on into some of there. But yeah. honestly, man, just thank you so much for doing this today and being here with us. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Been excited for this for a little while since we first met. And thanks to Carly for making it happen. Yo, Sister oh, Bear. Sister Carly. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Bro, I want to tune, like we could start in so many places. There's so much that you're mm-hmm. up to in the world, but I really just want to sort of hit the, you know, I sometimes call it the gooey bit inside. I don't know why I call it the mm-hmm. gooey bit, but like abundance. There's so much that you're doing around the work of abundance. What does mm-hmm. abundance really mean to you? So for me, abundance is it's the overflow that comes Mm. from all my needs being met and more. Mm. But so often we just get caught up in one dynamic of abundance. A lot of people, I'm abundant in my health, but your money's crap. So that health's not going to last very long. Or yeah, I've got all the relationships in the world. Yeah, but your health's whack. So what's going to happen with that? And so it's just bringing people to what we've started to call now in my community, the seven figure life. Mm. So not just a bank account, but health relationships, meaning, fulfillment, purpose, all of it just being yummy, sexy, and wonderful. Mm-hmm. We just happen to use money as the measuring stick for working out where we're at because it's tangible. If I go out to manifest happiness, maybe I'm happy, maybe I'm not. If I go out to manifest $1,000 and it shows up, it's shown up, it worked, it didn't show up. Okay, something needs to be tweaked. So we use money as just like this measuring stick for where we're at, but it's not the be all and end all. It's just the riding's high that we use to lift all the boats of abundance across the board in our life. I love it. I love it. And so there's multiple mm-hmm. different. So instead of just what I'm hearing is it's not just about financial abundance. It's about health no. abundance, relationship mm-hmm. abundance. But mm-hmm. the key thing that I'm hearing is like it's almost like the litmus test um, mm-hmm. is the the financial abundance. You can really tell yeah. what's going on with your finances because it's, it's a bit more Here's black and white. If you're not abundant in any area, you're not abundant. Mm-hmm. I've not, I've not got abundance in my bank account and not in my health no you're not abundant you're a person who's not abundant that happens to have money mm. like that for me having money in the account isn't even what makes you rich yeah 
richness is not just one area. It's all over. Everything is yummy. Mm. A lot of people are out there with great health, but you can't pay the bills. That's not a good look. We need to be in a place where we're able to and resourced to have agency in all areas of our life Mm -hmm. and abundance, which is our birthright is a natural state that we can step into. And again, we just use money as the measuring stick. You're seeing where we're at in relationship to that. How did you, um, when did this first precipitate into your consciousness? Wow, that's that like a very spiritual sort of way of putting yeah. <laughs> Into my when consciousness. What it happened when I was under a new moon in Scorpio. When did like this, when did this idea, like when did, when did this, um, yeah, this whole, okay, abundance become, because at a certain point, like I know you were doing some amazing things. I think you made your first move mm. by the age of 20. So safe mm. to say you were already abundant. Were you holding the intention of abundance at that stage or no. were you just Getting kind of rich. kicking along? Get Yeah, cool. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And then at what point did it sort of go, oh, abundance, and then the multidimensionality of abundance, which you're talking about now? So the old abundance was definitely after I clawed everything back, having lost everything twice by the age of 23. Get, went through the whole suicide thing, which we'll probably get into when we talk more about beyond intention and then getting on the other side and being like, oh, this feels yummy across the board. I'm at peace. I'm not stressed out. Like I can actually enjoy the wealth I'm creating. And then that went up a different level when I moved away from my consulting business and came into the work I do now because there's this extra yummy depth of purpose and service and just being in harmony with expanding more people into being in a place where they can actually live more purposefully so it kind of evolved over time but when I first got into I mean I taught myself to make computers when I was 13 years old Mm. I had a tuck shop I was that kid that had the car washing service when it was like seven or whatever Mm. I was always about it and I remember probably as early as 11 12 maybe 13 years old just knowing I'm going to be a millionaire there wasn't like any doubt around it Mm. and I was always on the road there so me getting to that point wasn't like nobody was surprised. Nobody in my life was surprised, mm, right? Mm. So even when I lost everything the first time, uh, the first business that we set out to do, basically didn't have it all the right licensing. And so we ended up getting shut down by the government because we didn't have all the right licensing for our business. Mm. I was just like, okay, cool. But again, there was no doubt. There was just complete and utter certainty about my capacity to move forward and create. So I went and created again. The next time <laughs> everything got stolen by people, that kind of shook me. That's the one that yeah, shook me up imagine. and sent me down into yeah, a dark spiral. Mm. But um, but the, the adding the layers of depth of what it means to be more than just the money. Because when you've had the money and you didn't have the peace of mind and you didn't really feel good or you kind of, yeah, cool. And coming into money the third time, I did at first have a lot of fears, like, oh, what if something goes wrong? What if this happens? And moving beyond that and really feeling oh now I've got that peace of mind having good relationships great friendships Mm. great connections with my family and doing something that I love that's definitely when we started to get to more of a a really holistic whole abundant Mm. place I would say I love that yeah one of my favorite quotes is uh, is Jim Carrey where he sits there and he goes I really wish everybody on the earth could be famous and rich, so you can figure out that it's not fucking it. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, yeah. You know, and, and it's 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 gorgeous. And I think, you know, your story as you shared it so briefly there, like illuminates that. You know, it's like we'll get to the point where it's like, yes, you have it, but then it's like, you know, it'll it, it may slip through when it's not everything. There's still this robustness in your abundance, the multidimensionality of abundance that you mm. that you're referring to. Brother, to, to put things into a little bit more context, like 
yeah, you mentioned, um, yeah, you mentioned the word suicide and I don't, I don't really want to like open it up if it's not comfortable for you to go there, but I'd love it's comfortable to sort of, I talk about it, you know, I write yeah. about it, I speak Can about it. Can we find it. out a little you know, bit more about like what was going on there and then mm-hmm. why was it that intention is what emerged through there? Can you tell us a little bit? Yeah. So there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of the most powerful lessons I've had in my life through this whole experience, this whole journey, is how much freaking we wait, how much weight we put on our beliefs about what other people think about us. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then how much of our identity we, 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 we don't have a conscious relationship to. So when something from outside takes away a part of our identity, mm. we get lost because there's nothing left because everything that we had was yeah, the shell. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so I came to a place where I literally had no identity left because it was wrapped up in being the guy who made it, who had cracked the code. Mm. I was so young and I cracked the code. Yeah, but you haven't because you broke again. Mm. Right? Yeah. And this time it was public and it was awful and it was ugly. And people are laughing at you saying, oh, you thought you're so clever, but we've got your money now. So what have you got to say about that? Mm. Right. And there was just a mess. And there was this tidal wave of crap everywhere. And I'm sitting there, I'm saying, shit. Have I been delusional? Because I was into like consciousness. It wasn't really called manifesting when I first got into stuff. The secret is what kind of brought up the manifesting word. I was into Mm. conscious creation. I read Think and Grow Rich when I was 17 years old. You know, Mm. I was into this kind of stuff from very, very young. So I've been around this stuff for like 20 years. By then I was like maybe, I don't know, eight or nine years, nine years deep into everything. I was like, have I been deluded? Mm. Have I literally been delusional? Because I'm looking at my life right now and this doesn't look like any of this stuff was true at all. But I was like, but there was this conflict, but it has to be right up to a certain point because you made it, but it didn't stay. And there was this whole thing of, do you know what? Screw all this. I, I can't. This is too much. I, I want it out. I'm done. I've got nothing left to contribute. I've got no identity left. What do I have to offer anyone? Right. I, I walked away from my education because I thought I don't need it. I'm going to go and be an entrepreneur. Mm. I was like, let's just check out. And so I actually went off on this journey. This is the crazy thing. Mm. I determined that I was going to work out what was wrong just to the point that I can commit suicide and pull it off successfully. That was my mission. I wasn't trying to crack the code so that I could build my life back up again. 
I'm like, well, this thing works to a certain point. And I went to start plotting a suicide attempt and I just felt this ickiness. It's like, if I screw this up, I'm just going to be that fuck boy that couldn't even kill himself properly. I can't have that. I can't have in a hospital with my stomach pumped or like, because it's the UK, you can't go and get a gun and put it to your temple, right? Mm. Try and hang yourself. Someone might cut you down. They're going to have to pull you down. Who's going to, well, I didn't want to be a bother to anyone. Mm. I just wanted out. So I said, okay, I need to deal with this mm. so that I've got enough belief in myself and sufficient mm. manifesting power, conscious creation power. So when I pull off this suicide, I don't want to bother anyone. I just kind of just want to fade away. So you wanted to consciously create your exit. Wow. Exactly. Jesus. without really bothering anyone and that was the thing i didn't want to bother anyone i didn't want there to be any pomp and parade i just wanted just out mm, and that's, that's what heavy. that's what started the journey that i'm on now interestingly enough and so what so wait so what happened obviously you didn't that, that, <laughs> so you didn't you didn't successfully take off i didn't do that <laughs> i didn't do god. that one. thank god <laughs> thank god yeah having this conversation well, um yeah and you know what? That's why when people come to me now, they're like, I'm such a dark place in this. And I'm like, dude, trust me. It doesn't matter how bad things are right now. Mm. You can still be inspired and be a part of the revolution. Mm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is that that story that you're telling yourself is only happening because you're in a certain place vibrationally and emotionally. Mm. And that's feeding into your mind and telling you this is what's going on and giving you the stories that you're running on, which are feeding back into your emotional state, which is feeding back into your mind, which is feeding into your habits and behaviors. But there are points that we can interject and change the story. And I did it by accident. I accidentally programmed myself out of suicide. Yeah, and the so way did, that happened was... Yeah, how did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> I needed to know what was wrong with the manifesting. So mm. I went back through everything that I'd read, books that I hadn't read. I was listening to tapes. I was learning to transliterate Arabic and Hebrew so I could go into ancient texts and see who was telling me bullshit and who was not. So I could get to the truth because I had to get this right. But I was spending hours a day doing nothing but that Mm. for a couple of years. All I was doing was having discussions with people about this, reading about this, watching things about this, listening to things about this. My mind got positively pummeled by positivity and had no choice but to respond to the inputs until it changed. I didn't wake up one morning and say, I don't want to kill myself anymore. Mm. I kind of just woke up and realized, oh shit, I've been rebuilding my life and I kind of like it. Okay, I guess we're doing this now. And when the depression tries to kick back in, which anyone who suffered from depression knows it doesn't go away, it sort of hits back. I'm resourced and I've got a different narrative and I've got the evidence that it's not all hopeless. Mm. There is some light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that, thank you so much for sharing that, bro, that you really went there. <laughs> thank you for sharing that with us. I, um, yeah, the, the depression piece is interesting, isn't it? Because I struggled with depression in my past quite a time ago. And there's a quote that is always just sort of, it's one of those quotes that you want to just keep at arm's length, but you never really want to look at really closely, but you kind of know that there's like this harrowing kind of truth in it. But it's, it's like this, you never really shed your demons, but you learn to live above them. Um, yeah. which I was just like, <laughs> but I want to slay them. Where is Go away. Go away. Just <laughs> both can just, no, just, just no. <laughs> right there. It's like, you know, and it's one of those ones you really want to forget. And it's just like, stays with you. And I'm like, why are you still mm-hmm. there, bro? <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's really interesting. So what I'm hearing there is that you, huh, the intention was uh, was to sort of 
figure out abundance and conscious creation to the point where you could consciously create your exit. And then as mm-hmm. you go on that journey of consciously creating your exit, the conscious creation hasn't failed because you didn't create your exit. Actually, what's happened as a consequence of the conscious, conscious construction, the manifestation, the calling it in, mm-hmm. you've actually transformed, right? So mm-hmm. you've transformed mm-hmm. despite your intentions. Mm-hmm. So what have you transformed in alignment to? And so I love that you've brought this differentiation because this is a big part of the work that I do mm. with people. Now it's understanding that so many people are chasing after something consciously and losing mm. sight of the fact that your conscious intention is never what shows up. It's whatever's sitting in your unconscious. Mm. So I had this conscious intention of the exit, but the unconscious was being repopulated and transformed and transmuted against the inputs into choosing life. So even though I was chasing death up here, chasing mm. the exit, life was just bubbling up under the serpent until it consumed it and then washed that way. Mm. I love that because even what I find as a purpose coach, I often tell people it's like it's 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 kind of this um there's this really annoying rub sometimes being a purpose coach because it's like you're actually never off purpose. Like you yeah. know, you've eventually yeah. landed here in a conversation with a purpose coach to help you just kind of zunk, like take that last <laughs> little epic little step where it's like boom, like we totally got this and you can create you create what you want to create. And it's like mm-hmm. at that point it's like, but you know, like all those challenges even were leading mm-hmm. you up until this particular juncture that helps everything you is perfect it, right um it's this really yeah so I'm, I'm hearing the rub that you're sharing so now we're in this space of the subconscious this mm-hmm. ether this black hole <laughs> which yeah. is ever nebulous it's like yeah. how much does it weigh how much light permeates it how much light permeates it I don't know how do we um what do we what do we do with this thing how do, how do we yeah. program because obviously you've unconsciously programmed your subconscious by mm-hmm. consciously tacking tacking yourself to the to just the right thing by some grace of god which grace of god mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it i call it god yeah. just me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. universe for some people is more preferable whatever um, the thing is. how how like this dance like understanding mm-hmm. Do you help people reprogram their subconscious, their unconscious? And how do we go about doing something like that if we do? And that's what the work's become now, Mm. right? Because for a long time after that, I was really scared about working with other people again. (laughs) I was like, okay, I've got this little bubble of safe reality where like I had my nice house in London. Like I was in a place called Highgate. I don't know if you or any of the listeners know, Mm. but I had like a lovely conversion and, like on a duplex side, I had some nice watches. I had my tailor. I fly first class a few times to New York a year, a few times to Dubai, hang out with my mates and mm. everything was lovely. The office is in Mayfair. We're doing good figures. Yeah. Like, why am I going to bring anybody into this? I didn't even want to bring a girlfriend into it. Like mm. I was like, <laughs> I just date. I don't want anything in my space. I just want to kind of do the thing. <laughs> like, you can stay over there, babe. <laughs> and, um, yeah, honestly. But then... <sighs> The thing is, is that going back over this journey, because I'd, I'd part and parcel of my healing mm. definitely was tracking this journey and wanting to write more about this. So I'd actually been writing several iterations of what now is Stepping Beyond Intention, um, my, one of my best-selling books. But it was tracking the phases that I went through because for me, 
I was discovered that I, was, I had Asperger's when I was 27 and a big part of learning to tap into my superpowers, I need things to be structured. So for me to be settled in what I'm living now, I needed a framework that I could use to ensure that I could come back to this consciously and I didn't float back into. Mm -hmm. So the four steps of beyond intention emerged from me looking back over the phases and things I'd gone through in order to, to get to where I was. And those are the four steps of accept, clear, gratitude, and listen and so that became something that i kept cycling through when challenges come mm. and then every now and then we'd speak to people and then yeah try this oh that really works and that's how i kind of ended up getting dragged into the work that i do now at first because people that did get a sniff of this work were seeing that it worked but ultimately changing your mind people think that there's heavy work to it did you wake up this morning with the mindset that you have right now did you go and buy a course on Instagram on how to, no, you didn't. Your mind just became, and it became because it's a natural byproduct of the inputs. Mm -hmm. So when you start to develop a conscious relationship to what's going on inside of you, which is easy, look at your environment. Your environment doesn't like it's a perfect reflection of your emotions and your, your belief systems. Where are you at most of the time? There you go, you've got a roadmap to where your beliefs are. Mm -hmm. And then you can start to just backtrack. Oh, okay, well, this is where I want to be. Mm -hmm. This is where my soul purpose is leading me to. Okay, so what inputs are supporting the emotional state that exists within that intention? And then just flood your life with those inputs and your mind will change. Your unconscious will change because it just honors the inputs. That's it. It's not complicated. Right. So you just consistently change the inputs through your environment, through potentially mm -hmm. content you consume as well. Would that be? That's part of the environment. Of like what's going in? What are those yep. inputs? Who are you yep. hanging out with? What are you saying to yourself? I had an ex who wouldn't let broken plates mm. or chip things in the house because she wouldn't have lack. I'm abundant. Why am I going to keep broken things in the house? That's not active abundance. Yeah, this this lack thing is really interesting, isn't it? I sorry, mm -hmm. I'm sort of taking a tangent, <laughs> but um, no, go for it. Let's um, tangent all over yeah, the place. We're, we're super deep, and I'm just tangenting <laughs> out. But I'll just allow me. To I just want to be a satellite for the moment. Um, yeah. There's, uh, yeah, the there's this I. Every time someone says, I want this now, I want, mm. all mm -hmm. I hear is I lack. And this yeah, is really interesting is. that this precipitated, like I, did, I wasn't calling in like, abund like abundance, and like this, all this, like, but I've just really started because working with people, it's like, I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to achieve this. And mm -hmm. all I'm hearing is I lack this and I lack this and I lack that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm, like, mm. Mm. <laughs> like, there's got to be a reframe <laughs> in there. Like it doesn't, <laughs> you don't really need to want it. Like, you know, you already have it. You can already see it. Like, the fact mm -hmm. that you see this, because I look at, I look at Dan and I see abundance, right? Someone else will look at Dan, someone see business. Someone else will look at Dan, someone see kindness, right? So everybody looks mm -hmm. at Dan and gets what they want from him. Like everybody looks mm -hmm. at the same thing, gets a different thing. Beauty mm -hmm. is in the eye of the beholder, right? Indeed. Indeed. So if you're that. looking at it, it's like, I want, it's like, well, this is what's calling me potentially, mm -hmm. um, rather than want and lack this idea of, and yeah, I think I just want to kind of go there because it's a perfect opportunity to speak to yeah, someone such as yourself this thing around wanting and how to, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say not want, but how to heal the, the lack within the want. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So here's a really cool thing that we do with our guys. Um, first of all, I'll give you a, a Danism, right? So here's a Danism. Yo. I'm excited, grateful and appreciative what I have now. And I'm excited about what's going to come next. Mm -hmm. There's a subtlety there that really speaks to the way that we approach this which is first and foremost we have all of our guys interrogate their intentions through the heart mm. we interrogate through the heart because the mind wants mm. the heart gets excited about mm. right yeah i'm excited about 
Jubilee what's it whatever the thing is like having a home that I've got space to have all my loved ones in because mm-hmm. when you look at the thing look at why you want the thing challenge why you want the thing I've got a massive family so for me having a bigger home is having space for my massive family to come and stay with me or to have yeah. friends over it's not I want a massive home so I can be Johnny Big Bollocks it's got the massive home and everyone's going to see my house and know how <laughs> great I am yeah. like no that's not what it is mm. I live in a beautiful place because I love to be here. Not because I want to live in this place so everyone can, can see that I'm Johnny Big Bollocks and I've mm. got the beautiful place. Like the energy between the two is completely different, right? Mm-hmm. My soul is excited to have a space where I can have my loved ones. My soul is excited to have more abundance because I've got some kick-ass stuff that I want to do in the world and that I get to do in the world because I've got more choice because of the abundance in my life. I'm excited about that. I don't want it. Mm. It's mine. Mm. And I'm excited to get to it. Mm-hmm. there's a very 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 subtle difference and when people start cleaning their intentions by just having that conversation like where did this desire come from it didn't come from you it came because you're watching beverly hills 90210 and you saw the thing and then you got triggered by the thing and society said that you're not a real man or you're not a real woman unless you have the thing that's here it's mm. not got the heart-centered charge that's even going to bring it into your experience anyway and even mm. if it does come and it's going to come at a cost it's going to take away from your abundance versus tuning into the heart seeing what God wants to experience through your eyes, your mouth, your ears, and your hands, and stepping fully into the embodiment of being the vessel of the divine that's going to experience that and get excited about it. Mm. That's when you're going to love your life. You're going to love what comes in. It's going to come and it's going to stay. It's going to feel fulfilling. You're going to be at more at peace because you're not chasing after stuff that the world's told you that you need because we don't need anything. Mm. We want some things and the divine can express a desire to experience things through you dive into that and that's where true abundance is i believe so brother bear tuning into that one mm-hmm. yeah there's so much that society sort of packs on and i get it like in a capitalistic machine it's it's just really he- like helpful for the machine itself to have us <laughs> wanting right and like yeah. so that we and can okay. continue that, to put money you know, in everyone's, everyone pocket. gets the hustle yeah totally. <laughs> so and I think this comes back to where I initially asked you, what does abundance mean to you? And I love the overflowingness of everything and mm-hmm. the multidimensionality of everything. So to bring that home to the listener, to myself, mm-hmm. um, what I'm hearing right now at this juncture in the conversation is an invitation to define our abundance for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Through this, not with this. Mm, through the heart through the heart not with the mind i love this michael singer quote i don't if you know it you know you're in trouble when the mind is telling you how to get to god (laughs) that's like one of my most favorite michael singer quotes he's such a legend (laughs) yeah you know you're in trouble when the mind is telling you how to get to god of course the mind has got you where you are now the heart is what's gonna connect you to the divine That's a great quote. I'm putting that one in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Please, it's not mine. You're welcome to it. There's, I've an abundance of such quotes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, do you help people define their own abundance for themselves? How do we, yeah, de- we do. how do we declutter the noise? So if you, I hear you like check in with your heart, uh, but how mm-hmm. do you like, cause at some point getting into the weeds with it, it's like, okay, like my mind is what brought me to abundance potentially. And then mm-hmm. I'm connecting to my heart and then, like mm-hmm. surely there's some things that you're going to have to surrender because your heart doesn't, yeah. I don't know, maybe want to hustle and grind the way that your head's convinced. That some people get excited it. about that. Yeah. And this is the thing. Some people do. So dropping the judgment about what I'm supposed to do, what I'm not supposed to do, what's right and what's wrong allows you to be more in the flow. Mm. 
Some people get, I remember I was, I did a course with one guy and he was like, he had a guy and I'm not condoning anything. So just please everyone listening, just please just go with the context of this. Mm. And there was a guy that was a heavy drug user that came to his course. Mm. And the guy's like, I've listened to everything you say, but I really do love doing drugs. Like he hadn't had any trauma. He hadn't had any, he just really enjoyed the process of being on certain drugs. Mm. And he, the, the guy who was listening, he said he couldn't wrap his head around it until he stopped judging the guy for just doing what he's here to do. Now, mm. a lot of us are doing things that are painful, traumatic and dangerous and damaging to us because we're coming from a place of pain. Mm. Some people are doing things because they really do just light them up. Now, when what we claim is lighting us up is taking away from another, it's not lighting you up because mm. a natural state doesn't infringe the natural law of growth happening in somebody else. Mm. Right. So when you're doing something that's yours, that's you, that doesn't impact others and it makes you feel good. Yes. Apply some discernment and dive into it. But ultimately when we stop taking the judgment off of it and actually just start feeding into, is this honoring natural law? Am I allowing growth and expansion to happen? And am I feeling good about this without impacting other people? Mm. Maybe I do just like to lo work long hours. I work long hours, but it doesn't feel like work. I'm excited to be doing content and speak to people and to doing things. And my wife's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Walk away from the computer. No, I love it, babe. I love it. It's like, <laughs> but it doesn't feel like a hustle. But someone else looking from the outside, when Olga looks at me, she's like, you're always working. No, I'm not always working. I'm always doing this thing that lights me with the fun job. Do you enjoy yeah, mm. there's a there's a rub in there, um, and I've heard you speak about this before. So competition versus creation, two very yeah. different planes. Can you mm -hmm. enlighten us, brother? Yeah, I first got that idea in the science of getting rich by Wallace D. Wattles, um, mm. which is a quintessential book in, in my journey. And he talks about the creative and the competitive plane. But here's the thing: I don't want people to put this in the context of nature. We're talking about into the context of human interaction mm. because competition exists in nature. Yes, but they're not killing each other or cheating or tripping each other up or wanting someone else to lose in nature. There is competition, but you want somebody to win because then everybody wins because nature works harmoniously with itself. Mm. So we're not talking about natural competition. We're talking about human competition mm -hmm. and the way that we, with our egos and our stuff get into it, but competitive is from lack. I need to win because otherwise blah, 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 or I need to take out the other person. Whereas creative is like, it recognizes that there's enough for everyone. And if I on a natural law, things are going to flow to me. I mean, again, you'll always hear me talking about nature. Like, do you ever see a blade of grass freaking out and having depression because it's not sure where the sunlight's going to come from? <laughs> oh my God, is there going to be morning due tomorrow morning? What <laughs> if I'm going to be thirsty? Does it do that? Mm. It doesn't do that. And even in the times when the morning dew doesn't come and it does wither and die, it surrenders into going back to the soil and feeding the next grass that's going to come. Mm -hmm. That's creative. It's expansive. It flows with nature. Competitive's like, who can I take out? Who can I kill? Where can I get the thing? How can I hustle? And it's like, it, it has to take from others. Whereas creative understands that we're all inherently abundant and the divine will flow through us and allow us to grow into that which we're seeking to experience. Mm. Two different ways of approaching it. I love that. And I do feel that a time is underfoot at the moment where leadership is changing. 
I think more mm-hmm. people are. We're seeing that for sure. Yeah, we're definitely seeing competitiveness yeah, sort yeah. of dissolve into this creative mm-hmm. space. And there's so many creators. Now, even just looking at the tools that are available to creators right now, such as yourself, myself, man, like even just social media, like how much it does. I know there's a whole like dark side to it, but like yeah, how it's enabled creators has just been like a whole other thing as well, man. But to that point, bro, when we stop judging that dark sides exist, mm. we can pull our energy back from that and sit more in the light mm. and be okay and at peace with. If we get multidimensional, interdimensional, down the rabbit hole about this a little bit, right? When we move beyond the existence of polarity that we have separate as humans or whatever, and start to get closer to the singularity that, you know, we can call that divine source quantum experience or whatever when we move through the barrier of time back to singularity mm. there's no good and bad dark and light there just is mm. so from the divine perspective that even the dark side to social media is just the other side of social media mm-hmm. it just is yeah. our judgments about it create challenges and actually feeds into it and perpetuates the darkness of it causing harm to others <laughs> yeah no i do hear what you're saying <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah there is there is interesting challenges there. i remember when i had um I remember when I started going down this conspiracy theory rabbit hole. Um, this is yeah. quite a few years ago, and it was, it was in like it became a thing. Like it literally became a. Th- I thought I was becoming more and more informed, and I, at, at a certain point, I was sitting there and I was like, I'm not sure if I'm more informed or if I'm completely losing the plot here. Like, like to the listeners, like this is really like I really shouldn't say this because it's like damage credibility potentially massively high. But you always know me to be open and transparent to the point where I'm reading things and they're like, Michelle Obama's a man. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. is Michelle Obama a man? <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing, man? Like, this does not inform my life in any way. And then, but like, seriously, that's where I realized that's how these things get their energy, right? Mm-hmm. That's how these things get their energy because they're yeah. like, you are feeding it with your attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I had to go through this, and it sounds really like silly to those tuning in, but honestly, it's my truth. I had to go on a healing journey just to heal from conspiracy theories, and it literally mm-hmm. got to the point where it was like, and it started. It started in a really wholesome place, mind you. It started with like, where does money come from, mm-hmm. and how is it circulated? Oh God. Right, that took you to the cabal. Yeah, right. So when I started getting there, it was like, <laughs> okay, so like the banks and it's like okay and who operates the banks and it's like oh and it's like oh these 13 oh, families oh where did they come from satanic okay. bloodlines interesting reptilians and that's, that's when it started getting <laughs> I, I should have stopped at some point but i didn't know when <laughs> i just went into this place and was like what is going on here and then it was like all of a sudden michelle obama's a man touch wood sorry michelle. like i honestly don't think you're a man we love like, you babe we love yeah you, babe. totally and i think obama's obama for president every year everywhere yeah but, the um, yeah like and it got to this point and i realized and it was as simple as i love that you like you know take so much from nature because the healing journey that i went on was like okay stop feeding all this bullshit to your mind right mm-hmm. and all of a sudden just like what is real for you and what was mm-hmm. real for me was like my connection with the earth right and it was mm-hmm. like am i eating good organic food good clean food like yep okay solid my relationship with my water i've got my filter like the hydration i'm having good showers i'm cleaning i'm purifying i'm cleansing i'm good all right good mm-hmm. my relationship with the wind am i doing my breathing am i doing am i wim hoffing am i doing my meditations am i connecting to my breath am i present am i mindful yes okay mm-hmm. solid right and then from there it was like my fire my passions am i doing the things that light me up 
yes, absolutely. Mm. And I was like, all right. And it literally was like six months of just holding that intention of just like, it's just about this stuff. Don't get into the rabbit hole of like, and it was hard because it's like all those things, they're like energetically, they're quite they're like consuming, you. right? Like it was, <laughs> yeah, it's full on. It's full on. Anyway, I've, I've yeah. got a lot of experience with you. So no, no, no. Really, I, mean, but, I, I love the way that you've tied in with those, the, the elements as well. That was beautiful. Oh, that's, that's the only way that I came back, bro. Because mm. at the end of it, like, I feel like that is yeah that's the core like if i ever get lost you know it's always about you know coming back to and you know the the chemical elements on the on the chart the chemistry chart there's like 108 of them or whatever um but yeah these four fundamental principles i feel like always just align you back to who you Mm. are which maybe Mm. i can use that as a beautiful little segue alignment bro <laughs> this is a big da, da, da. Of... i see what you did there bro i see you i see you i see you boy not, not my first podcast how do we alignment how big a piece um is it um in order to yeah to to call in not what other people are trying to program in for you and to really mm-hmm. just connect to what is yours so i've been on this rant recently um, where I say stop meditating and everyone gets mad. I got a hat made. I've got like a t-shirt. What do you mean? I've started getting a lot more TV slots and like my team, the, my, my publicist playing, she's amazing. And like, she's like, yeah, this host is a heavy meditator and just wants to challenge you about saying this. I'm like, yeah, bring it on. I want them to bring, because mm. what I really am saying is meditation is part of a holistic process it's one aspect it it works Mm -hmm. primarily in one aspect of who we are and when we interject that into our experience and then move on to the other pieces so much happens Mm -hmm. so my whole thing is that meditation is an imperative meditative mindfulness practice whatever that is for you so for some people it's going to go and walk in the nature some people it's feet in the ocean for some people it's playing music whatever it is Mm -hmm. that gets you into that connection with your divine self Mm -hmm. do it and then address channeling that power into holding beliefs, narratives, and mental programs that support you having that abundance, having that joy, and living that purpose. And then start to allow that to flow into habits, behaviors, actions, and the curation of an environment that supports you experiencing the life that you're worthy of and deserve. Mm. The meditation kicks it off. But if you stop at the meditation and you don't fix your beliefs, you don't heal those unconscious programs, you don't start looking at those limiting narratives, nothing's going to change. Mm. You're going to close your eyes and enjoy all the abundance of the universe, come back and still be in pain, out of sync, and not living your best life, not allowing the divine to fully flow through you. Mm-hmm. Your environment is still going to be whack. You're not going to be paying your bills. You're not going to have the love that you deserve and your body's not going to be where it needs to be. So mm-hmm. take that and carry it across the board. So for me, alignment is this, is recognizing the different levels or I call them like wavelengths of density that we experience. Our physical plane, our body moving through time and space. What am I putting in it? Much to your point, like yeah. how am I hydrating it? Am I breathing? What's my posture? For me, like I see the osteopath, I go and see the chiropractor. I make sure I get my movement in. I hydrate water. Yeah. I'm not really into the processed junk. I'm not really into that. My mind, what am I feeding it? What stories am I allowing myself to say? What conversations am I having? What are my inputs? What narratives am I running on with my spirit? Am I doing my breath work? Am I doing my meditation? Am I taking time out to go and do my, my careers? Am I spending time communing with all of that that allows me to plug in with the aspect of myself that's closest to the divine principle of self? Mm. And then clicking all of that into alignment with a specific intention, which I call in from here. So mm. divine, 
what are you going to show me that you want to experience through me, through my passions, through my desires, through my fires and through my purpose? Thank you. Is my spirit supporting me, embodying that? Yes, thank you. And my beliefs opening me up to receive that? Yes, thank you. And my actions, habits, behaviors, environment supporting me receiving that? Yes, thank you. And that's a moment. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. So it's not just about the meditation is what I'm hearing. It's like also about the beliefs. And then mm -hmm. there's a lot of doing in everything that yeah. you just described. There's a lot of doing. There's some doing. doing. Um, here's the thing. So I did a, I did a, a challenge in, in May and I asked a question. I said, guys, how many of you, we have three, 400 people live on this thing. Like, right. How many of you have got a vision board? Me, I've got a vision board. Mm. How many of you does it actually consistently work for? Crickets. Crickets. Mm. But vision boards are a really powerful tool. Mind movies are a really powerful tool. Mm. They have the power to be an embodiment of what we're seeking to create into our life. Mm -hmm. We can literally build the, the blueprint of what we're going to manifest. Mm -hmm. But if I just build the blueprint and I don't, don't pick up a hammer, don't pick up a nail, don't go to Home Depot, mm -hmm. don't even buy the land to build my house on. Mm -hmm. And then I'm sitting looking at the thing, where's my house? Mm -hmm. But I made the blueprint and everything. That's mm -hmm. what we're doing. Yeah. That's what we're doing. What, how important is it to take courageous action because oftentimes the blueprints that we draw up for ourselves are quite inspiring mm -hmm. um however when we go to take action in alignment to that it calls upon a deeper part of ourselves to potentially show up because it can mm. be quite intimidating the mm. the newness the the largeness of our vision um speaking mm -hmm. from experience <laughs> touching mm -hmm. stepping into i see things. you bro it's I see like you. yeah it can be kind of huge um mm. and yeah for me now courage has been a piece where feel the fear do it anyway it's like a total mm -hmm. it's like a total thing it's like actually almost like a tim ferris sort of vibe like fear setting it's like if this scares me maybe there's something on the other fucking side of it bro <laughs> like <laughs> you turn over that rock and see what's there and you know is it dark mm. or is it day um but yeah just how important is is courage um in this space then for you? I think people underestimate how much courage is required for the smallest change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of us have big grand visions, like we, we're rocking it, we're out here. Me and you, light warriors out there on the front lines, on the vanguard of this changing, of this uplifting of consciousness, bringing about this inspired evolution, bringing about mm -hmm. this call back to natural, a natural state of abundance. Mm -hmm. Some people don't realize even something as small as going to school every day and, set, and facing down the bullies, mm. right? Going into the office and showing up for a, an organization that doesn't respect or honor you. Mm. Going home to a family that doesn't respect or honor you, right? And then wanting to move out of that. Mm -hmm. That's huge too. I want to change my health situation. I want to start eating the right foods. That's a change too and requires courage. I think people underestimate how much of their landscape does require courage? Because mm -hmm. the unconscious mind doesn't want to change, not because it's your enemy, but because that's how it's programmed. It's programmed to be a machine that you give it a program and then it plays it out. That's why mm -hmm. I don't remember turning my heart to beat a second ago. That's in the mm -hmm. program. And so it's taken care of it. I don't remember turning my lungs and for my DNA and telling me to keep growing so that this cut I've got on my finger can heal itself. I don't remember telling it to do that. Mm -hmm. Courage is across the board. Mm -hmm. Courage is the thing that calls us forward to stare down the mind saying it doesn't want to change and to lovingly tell it, but 
this is what our divine calling is right now. Mm. The divine calling is to step into wholeness of health. The divine calling is to look at the loneliness that we've been experiencing and see that this is the divine principle that I'm called to experience. There is love that's waiting for me and I'm going to have the courage to honor and love myself enough to allow love in. Mm. Courage is saying, hey, I know that there's safety and security with this job, but I'm called to a higher purpose to go out there and serve others and bring my gifts to the world. That's courage. Mm. So I want to encourage people not to be frightened off by the rock stars that you have on this podcast, the rock star that you are, or be scared of the person that they know that's done the big thing. But to remember that every single iota of change that the divine is speaking through you to be manifested and experienced requires courage. Mm. Mm. Thank you so much. I love the way you, yeah, the way you speak about the divine. Um, yeah, for me, I look at it as great spirit. And even sometimes when I feel like I say this in my coaching a couple of times to, yeah, quite a few people now, it's like sometimes I can feel like a kitten hanging off the edge of a cliff and someone's like holding me out there. <laughs> I'm like literally, like I'm standing tall in my life, but like I literally feel like a little ragdoll kitten just hanging <laughs> over the edge of the cliff. But I always check in with myself and then like I have this opportunity to check back and like whose arm is holding me and it's like, oh, it's it's your spirit, bro. It's your own spirit mm-hmm. that's here to mm-hmm. just let you know like how high up you are. And that you mm-hmm. totally fucking got this. And it's like, yeah, but it's mm. fucking scary. <laughs> and, it's like, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but touch wood. Like, you know, and if you can just check in, like you said, with the divine or with your spirit, it's like it has its plans for you. Similar to mm. where we started. Thank you so much for sharing that part of your story as well. It's like, you know, trying to build an exit, but yet spirit has its plan for you. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll distract you with this exit thing. Huh? Yeah. And then, you know, like meanwhile, reprogramming your whole life from the ground up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Just before I let you go, I want to tune in because one of the biggest things that has ever changed my whole relationship with my abundance, Touchwood, my manifestation, my ability to create um, Touchwood has been this really simply gratitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know for those tuning in, it's like, here we go again, gratitude. Like it's like gratitude. gratitude <laughs> super simple. But honestly, like the power of now, like now is simple. But yet you can like yeah. nerd out on it and you'll probably be nerding out on it for the rest of your life. I, I'm the same with gratitude. Um, what I have found is just being grateful for things mm-hmm. before they've physically appeared, mm-hmm. touch wood, mm-hmm. just they, yeah. they're appearing. It's the opposite of what we were talking about with that wanting and lack. Can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about how this is like, is this something in your space? Am I just a kook head? Has this, is this really I just a got thing? Go- I just got goosies all over Yo. because step three of beyond intention is gratitude. Mm. And one of the biggest, the biggest like ahas in my journey, when I was tracking where my, my journey had gone, it was this idea of expectation. Mm. Okay. I'm, this is going to make sense in a second. So, the model that I built before that had made me wealth that had gone, right? I called vision, purpose, faith, gratitude. Have a clear vision, act with purpose, have faith, unwavering faith, and then have an attitude and gratitude. Mm-hmm. So I was grateful for everything that comes. And I had faith, but gratitude is almost like it goes beyond faith because it's it's a directed, it's a directed certainty that something's going to show up. Mm. But when we start to look at quantum science, and I'm not a quantum physicist, guys, and I'm not one of those people that's going, I'm going to talk about quantum physics. <laughs> but there are some aspects of it that are irrefutable that we can have like a novel conversation on. And that's the observer effect. Mm. Okay. So when we look at the nature of reality, 
physical manifested reality. We've got energy moving in and out of form in flashes that we call quanta in quantum mm. physics. So it moves in and out of form. So when we look at our life, we think that we're in a movie, but actually it's actually like a movie, these little snapshots of film frame that are so neatly woven together that it's got the illusion of a moving image, but it's mm. these snapshots. Frames per second, yeah. But that forthcoming snapshot is waiting for direction as to what that snapshot's going to be. That's the observer effect. Physical reality can only take shape because it's been given an instruction to collapse into. The waveform's been given an instruction to collapse into form of, of, as to what we interpret as matter. This is part and parcel of what the mind does. It fires off that instruction and says what that collapsed waveform should be. That's why the unconscious has got such a leading role in what we create. Bringing this back to gratitude. When I'm in positive expectation about something, mm -hmm. I'm actually force feeding the program, the instruction to collapse that from non-form into form and bring it into my life. Mm. I'm saying I'm so certain that it's going to happen that I'm going to celebrate it now before I've even seen it. Mm. To which reality responds with, so long as we've got the belief system that can hold it, which is why the belief comes in, right? Here you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it shows up. And then we can celebrate it after the fact, which is what we do with listen, we tune into our experiences. So positive expectation is one of the leading factors because ultimately reality is unfolding according to our expectation. When the expectation is positive and celebrated in advance, we call that gratitude. And that's actually a command to reality for it to come into our life oh brother thank you so much for for doing this for sharing yourself so abundantly <laughs> with us for those that want to tune in more to your work um i know you're we we found you quite accessible over instagram is that kind of the place to hit you up or what's your preference these days I'm on Insta, but I think the best thing is if you go to dreamwithdan.com, easy to remember, dreamwithdan.com. If you're a grandma, gram, if you LinkedIn, link in, if you're Facebook, Facebook, if you're a reader, we've got blogs and all the magazines that I write for, I write for Entrepreneur, uh, maybe Business Insider by the time this comes out. Um, I write for Brains, Good Men Project. Um, the podcasts are on there. But just come in, hang out, say hello. Let us know like where, but that's definitely the central place. Dreamwithdan.com is a central place. From there, you can find absolutely everything. Beautiful. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into another gorgeous episode of the Inspired Evolution here with Dan. Dan, brother, thank you so much for your presence here today. I know it's a lifetime of work that informs this conversation, so not just thank you for <laughs> today, but thank you for everything else. And also, as we know, calling in the best version of the future, so thank you for what's ahead as well, bro. Very good. to that. Thank you. Thanks for listening in to another amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. If you're loving these episodes, make your way across to YouTube, click subscribe. Fresh episodes are launched every Monday with highlights being released throughout the week. Thank you so much. And hey guys, just so you know, a lot of love, heart, soul and work goes into these episodes. So if you could, please leave us a five-star review and comment on iTunes. I love reading your positive feedback. It fans the flames of the passion to continue to create and help you live the life that you love. Thank you so much for your wonderful feedback. I can't wait to see you again in the next episode. Big love from Amrit. And remember to stay inspired to evolve. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 